Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. In today's episode, I have the amazing Marianne Bacall Uba here with me. Marianne is the founder of Thriver Lifestyle, a TEDx and keynote speaker, business coach, and best-selling author. Marianne is also the host of Thriver Lifestyle Podcast and Thriver TV. And in this episode, she shares so much gold around public speaking, how to confidently share your message from the stage as well as in video, and also how to put together a powerful, impactful talk and elevate your voice to create more impact in the world. So Marion helps women entrepreneurs, coaches, and creatives grow their business online and on stages authentically and in alignment. And she shares so much gold in this episode, as well as plenty of tangible things that you can consider, think about, and act on right now to really take your message to a whole nother level. Also, Marianne shares a really cool free gift. It's a speaker kit template. So make sure that you check out the show notes so that you know where to grab that free gift and also so that you know where to follow and find Marianne and all the things that she is sharing and offering in the world. So as always, when you're listening, make sure you tag me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe and leave some love on iTunes. So without further ado, let's welcome Marianne onto the show. Welcome, Marianne. I'm so excited to have you on the show today, and I can't wait for you to share all of your magic, your gold, your tactics to just crush it public speaking and sharing story. Thank you for having me, Stephanie. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, this is going to be good. I can tell already. <laughs> so I'm curious to, to open this up. Like what, what got you into public speaking and, and being so passionate about like really sharing your message, your story and helping other people do the same in a big way? Yeah. How much time do we have? <laughs> I can give you the short or the long you version. The, I can definitely condense it. You can condense. I know that's a, link, a beefy question. <laughs> There's so much. Well, I was born on it. <laughs> um, well, in order to really understand why I'm so passionate about it, I have to like take you a little bit like on the backstory a little bit mm-hmm. on how I started speaking and, and why it's really, my purpose has unfolded into what it is right now. Mm-hmm. Because I believe our purpose unfolds as we continue to lean into the things that light us up. It's not yeah. really something that like we have a treasure map and, and we find it and it's right there. It just, it, you know, it happens. And so um, for me, I'm career-wise of always been in marketing, 15 years of marketing experience. I was, um, I, I spoke when I was in corporate, I was a marketing director, had my own agency and I grew up in LA. And so in my twenties, if you saw me, you would have been like, wow, she has it all together. I did a lot of TV cause I was also a food blogger, wrote for CBS, you know, traveled, ate, did the Hollywood life, all that. So on paper, everything was great. You know, checked up all the boxes. 
And in reality, even though that was great, internally, just I was a mess. Um, I dealt with a lot of childhood sexual trauma, uh, suicide, all, all these things. I was a functional depressive, but I, I was high functioning. And so I dealt with it with drugs and alcohol. Um, since I was 14, that was always my escape. I was a straight A student, class president, and no one knew this other side. I lived a double life, basically, the, yeah. the Gemini in me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, and I was taught that to not talk about the things. I actually tried to tell family about what was happening to me and I was silenced. And so I just put a mask on and I did what I had to do, excelled in everything. But my outlet to release all that, to deal and to numb was drugs and alcohol. And I justified my actions with my achievements. I have a great job, a career, I'm making lots of money, I'm doing this. This is what everyone does, right? Mm -hmm. In 2014, my double life, that's when it really came crashing down. Uh, I overdosed and had an out-of-body near-death experience. That was my wake-up call. And I knew that I wouldn't be given a a second chance. I had to do something different. And so I bought a one-way ticket and I moved from LA to Miami. And I knew as, as... comfortable and easy as it was in LA, I knew that if I didn't leave, I'd be sucked back in and, and who knows that I would have not had a second chance. I would have probably died yeah. uh, because of toxic habits. And so I moved to Miami away from my family, away from everything. And I started to quote unquote, like find myself, do a lot of things that culturally and society, I was told like, oh, don't do that. That doesn't make money. That's not sort of the way to, to go. Um, and so I dove into everything. I became obsessed with healing, mindset mastery, working with plant medicine, shamans, energy mm-hmm. healers, meditation, hypnotherapy. Like I dove into it because I'm like, I, something is here. And I just fully like head on jumped head first. And as that was unpacking, I started sharing what I was learning. Um, I started really meditating, doing uh, breath work. I ended up becoming a certified pranayama meditation teacher. And I was like, why aren't they talking about this? Like, why, is, why aren't we being taught all these things, especially in my community? I'm Asian American and we're just taught to like, you know, be good and do the thing. Mm. And so I just started sharing it. Um, and I've always been someone who liked being vocal, but I couldn't share my story because I could talk about marketing any day, all day. But when it comes to like me, I still was afraid of my secret. Mm. And over the years through the healing, I found the courage to publicly um, come out with my story. Um, and I told through a blog and through the world that I was sexually abused by my father, that I went through all this, basically all the quote unquote dirt. I just let it out there. Yeah. And organically people started asking me, can you share your story in this podcast? Can you write about this? And I was like, wow, I didn't anticipate. I was scared. I thought I would, you know, people were going to shun me. And yes, I did have some family members, like my worst fears came true in terms of family was like, how could you throw us under the bus? How could you do all this? Mm. But the majority of people were very supportive and started sharing their own secrets and their own stories with me. And I was like, there's something with this. And the more that I shared it, the more it actually took the power that was had over me, the guilt and the shame, and it Mm. released it because I I empowered myself. And so I started really realizing that like, oh my gosh, like, there, there's something with this, with really authentically sharing my story. And over the years, um, I ended up first, my first coaching practice was a transformation coach because people wanted to find out how I was healing, you know, how I did all that share, the modalities I learned. And as I had helped my clients, they wanted, they're like, I have a story too. How can I say this? So I started helping mm. them with marketing and, you know, all the things. And I realized I could take what I had done in my corporate career, 
and in my agency and combine this both and really have this strategy and soul, you know, to be able to share our stories, speak about it, and also grow your business, your purpose-driven business. And so I became really passionate about helping others share their stories, to step up and take their power back, own their stories instead of having their stories own them, Mm. and then put their magic out into the world. And so that's why I'm so passionate about public speaking. I freaking love everything that you said. I like... (laughs) in there I was like oh I like there's so much gold in that I feel like I resonate a lot too um I've had my own path of like diving headfirst into all the healing modalities healing from an abusive relationship getting into mm-hmm. hypnotherapy EMDR plant medicine this that the other mm-hmm. and same like helping people share their story and their message is a huge passion as well I, I just love what you're doing mm-hmm. I'm curious um when people like when you're working with people or when you're I guess helping people like really share their story do you find that what do you find is like the biggest struggle like one of the a couple of like the biggest struggles that most people deal with I'm sure a lot of it is like mindset or fear Mm -hmm. it's really that mindset fear imposter syndrome feeling Mm -hmm. that no one's going to believe them you know or like who who am I to you know, talk about this or share this story. And I asked them, who are you not to? Yeah. Like, no one in over 8 billion people in this world, there is not exactly someone exactly like you. You can have a twin, a triplet, but no one has your exact energy, your, your exact, you know, mannerisms, everything from through your lens mm-hmm. of how you speak. And I think because I was silenced for so long that after that broke free, I'm like, ah, yeah. <laughs> like, really like my throat chakra open and I've just been it's just been flowing when you started really flowing with it was like was there like something that like caused that to happen like or was it like a drawn out thing and also second piece of this you said that when you started sharing more the guilt and shame like diminished Mm -hmm. so that's not something that you necessarily had to work through so much before it kind of happened at the same time so it all happened it wasn't an overnight thing it was definitely step by step um and I actually was very resistant to sharing it for a long time and my guides and my angels were like share your story share and I'm like no I'm already healing things are good like I'm Mm. like finally getting to a place and they're like no you need to like go more (laughs) like I was like all right so I had to write it first because it was still like there was a point in my life where sharing that story, my voice would shake, I would cry, I couldn't share it. Mm-hmm. So writing became the outlet where I like cathartically released everything. And, and so this is what I, I tell people. And I've told my clients, if it's still too hard to speak, write, just write it, like let it all out, write it. Yeah. And then I shared it with a small group of like really, really close friends that I knew no matter what, like they would love me, they would believe me. And that gave me like a little bit of courage. And then I shared it to a little bit more people. And then like, it was these small steps. And with each step of releasing like this energy, this traumatic energy inside of me, I was able to like, let that go, you know? And so it no longer, it, you know, and I tell people we're alchemists. So I was able to really shift and transmute and transform that into my fire field to what I'm doing now. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I'm glad that you started like really showing up and doing that because so many people need to hear your message just like everyone listening to this podcast like it's so important to share our message like you and you don't even know who's listening to there are people Mm -hmm. that are listening that you know you don't even you don't even know who you're helping half the time and 
like if we all really owned our message and our story like just imagine like how much of a ripple effect we can all create in the world and be the change that we want to see absolutely so when it comes to like actually um speaking like do you work with people one-on-one or is it like kind of like I have a few one-on-one but I also have a mastermind and a course so I don't like it's only really that I have some one-on-one spots left sometimes I do but for the most part I have a conscious public speaker mastermind Mm. and then uh, a, a shorter course called monetize your message that matters that helps people kind of it's sort of the precursor they help create the their, their talk you know yeah. really come on that before they're able to you know launch it into uh, bigger audiences like, and create systems okay cool because like mm-hmm. that was leading into my question of like when you're working with people through your programs um what like what is the process that you take them through to like pull their message out of them and and um, be able to share it in a way that really hits home for the people that they're sharing it with. Yeah. So the ones who are ready to speak about it have done a lot of their own healing. I truly believe, especially if you're talking about something, um, from your past that can trigger you or resonates. If you haven't done the healing yet, you're going to be speaking from a place of still needs to be healed. It needs to be from a place where you're empowered to share it. Because that energy is different. So if you're sharing it and it's still something that you haven't really worked through, that type of energy will also be conveyed to others. There's still that fear there. But if it comes from a place of empowerment, so the ones that have started working with me, um, they're doing their own healing as well. And Mm -hmm. throughout the whole process, because we're always healing as we go through life, right? Um, But they have the understanding and, and the knowing that they actually are able to rewrite that story of what had happened to them. So um, I do have a sort of framework for impactful talks. And so that's something that I could share with you and your audience. It's something actually really easy, but so, so powerful. I would love for you to share that. Framework for impactful talks. Yes. So I have an unpopular opinion when it comes to public speaking. I actually say motivational speaking is dead. And the reason why I say this is because Motivation is amazing, but it's not enough. So what I mean by this is that we see memes, right? We see videos like that Sarah McLaughlin one where animals and you cry and like it it brings that emotion. And then we get distracted and life goes on and something else happens, right? Sometimes inspiration can be fleeting. In order to really make a true transformation to help people, there's three parts to it. So to inspire, the next one is educate and then activate. Mm. And with these three, and you structure your talk in this way, it does multiple things. Uh, And it's linked to psychology as well and how people respond to stories. So number one is the inspire. This is, I, I call this my conscious speech framework. And inspire means to share something that creates that human connection. Um, that when you're on stage or even when you're on a podcast or another online, let's say platform, you want to have that people want that human connection. You don't just dive into, okay, this is what you learn. It's like, uh, like, especially with people who don't know you. So build that connection first. Really have them see you as this person that they can relate to, but also learn from. So inspire is the first one. That's where we share a story. And then second is that educate. Because your audience is like, that's amazing. You did that. But how, what is in it for me? What can I learn? Because people want to know, like, how can I change my life too? 
So this is really where you educate. And when you educate, you actually position yourself more as an expert in your industry, in your niche, because you're giving value. And I go by the rule of three. And this is a, a common branding, marketing. It's like this psychological trigger. When people think in threes or hear things in threes, it automatically sounds more pleasing to the ear, more complete. There's just something about it. So when you give a talk, three is usually the magic number mm-hmm. because you don't have that much time, right? If you give someone 10 steps to something, they're going to glaze over and you won't make an impact because they're like, all right, I'm not going to remember all 10. So three is usually good. If people have four or five, that's great. But three is usually like a really magic number to, you know, teach people something. And then the last part is really the activate. And this is where a lot of people kind of glaze over. They feel that, you know, they don't do some like a strong activation. And the reason why this is important is because that's how transformation happens. Yeah. If someone hears you and they listen, but they don't take action on it, you know, as I say, knowledge alone is not power. It's applied knowledge. It's like the implementation. So have them take some sort of action to get them closer, whether it's to reach out to you, to go in the back of the room, to talk to you, to go into your booth and schedule something, to text you to download a lead magnet, whatever it is, but have them, you know, the ones who are ready to do it, like people need an invitation. Mm -hmm. So like activate them to take that step. And that's really what solidifies a really impactful talk that not only inspires, educates and positions you as an expert who is giving a value and then activates people, which helps in their own transformation. Wow. Thank you so much Mm -hmm. for sharing that. I love that. I feel like uh, yeah, it's so easy to grasp too. It's basically like story is like mm-hmm. the opening. Then the meat of the content is like the education. And then mm-hmm. you leave them with something to do so that they can basically integrate it in a sense or take yeah. the next step. Yes. And you can apply yeah. this to content too, right? Absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like written video podcasts. Absolutely. Cause we're storytellers. Mm-hmm. We tell stories all the time. You know, so this has a way to now, you know, people have a way to structure it because I get a lot of questions. How do I create a talk? And this is a really great way to have structure, but also fill it in with your magic. Yeah. Do you find Mm -hmm. that it's, um, do you find that people get better at that as they, I guess, continue to do public speaking? I know, like I share something similar, like when I do live videos, I, I tell people like, oh, you know, like I have like a simple bullet point sometimes just so I know, like that I don't want to miss anything. Not all the time. It depends. Um, And then I just fill things in. But then I have like people that ask me like, oh, you know, what if I forget things? Or like they feel like they need to write the whole thing out. So do you find that it gets like easier for people um, to remember it? Yeah, I think the more that you start saying your story over and over, and usually, especially as a speaker, you repeat a lot of the same things. So the more that you do it, the easier it actually does become. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just it just flows more, and that way you can fill it in with more. Because when you memorize it, and you're like not in the present moment, it'll come off that way. Whereas when it's really yeah. integrated, and you're really connecting with the crowd, with whoever that you're speaking to, like it, there's just a different energy to it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you teach people how to create signature talks, or like just in general? Because I know like people. Um, have different kinds of stories. I'm sure there's like core stories that you tell, or maybe mm-hmm. you do. I'm sure you have a signature talk probably too, but like, is it like, is it easy for people to apply it across the board for like different stories or like content? Yeah, definitely. Uh, but my recommendation for those who really want to speak more 
is that you want to really streamline what you're known for for your okay. expert topics because people can't remember what they had for lunch yesterday. How are they going to yeah. remember that you're an expert in 10 things, right? Or have 10 mm. different topics. So really, this is where the rule of three. So, uh, you know, one secret talk is great. And a lot of people just have one, but okay. three probably at most that you're known for, you know? And when you go to different organizations, of course, there are slight tweaks that you do to really customize it to who you're speaking to and to your audience. But for the most part, it's still very similar. There are stories that sometimes I switch out um, depending on who I'm speaking to, mm-hmm. but the core of it is still the same. Wow. That mm-hmm. actually makes it seem a lot easier in my mind when I think about it. Yeah. How, um, so what about like if people get like nervous to do public speaking? Cause that's like a huge, like what do people say that that's like the greatest fear? Like most yeah. people's greatest fear is public yep. speaking. They fear it more than death. Yep. Death um, and clowns. So and so- clowns? Yeah, I, I looked it up. It's public speaking, number one, death, and then clowns. And I'm like, I, I'm definitely afraid of clowns. So <laughs> any day. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's actual practical like tools and tactics. So let's say you're already, there's a few. I'll, I'll share a few here. You're going on stage. So one that I actually do is I just go back to my breath, conscious breathing. So really taking in that rich prana, that energy, and really just get centered. So I do breath work right before. Because mm. usually when you're nervous, you're going up, your, your breath starts, like your heart beats faster, your breath starts laboring, and you're like, oh, just go back to calmness. So conscious breathing. So I do different pranayama methods, left nostril breathing, right nostril, alternate, whichever it is that you know, you're comfortable with, just something that gets you into conscious breathing. That's one. Okay. Number two is I always set an intention and I pray that the universe uses me as a vessel to really just channel and that that. whoever is out there that I know it'll resonate with the right people. I say something very similar when I do videos and stuff. Yeah. Um, Number three is changing the perspective because nervousness and excitement are just two opposite sides of the same coin. Right when we're nervous, our heart starts beating faster, our, our palms start sweating. But if we focus that, oh my gosh, we're nervous, then the onus is like we're putting attention on us. Whereas if we shift it to I'm excited because I'm going to like say this message, give this talk to someone out there, and our focus shifts on excitement and giving value to whoever's out there, our ideal audience. So really just shifting that, that slight shift would really change everything. So instead of saying, I'm nervous, I'm excited. I'm excited to give this talk. I'm excited to like reach, you know, that my, that my person out there who needs this message, you know, so that's three. Yeah. And then a fourth hack that I have is called the smize. The smize. The smize. So when you go up on stage, Usually what people do is they have the deer in headlights. When they have the deer in headlights and they're on, they freeze. And when their eyes get bigger, it actually takes in more light, which can trigger someone's fight or flight Mm. with the stage lights and all that. So the key is when you go up, you take a breath and you smize. So you put like a little smile, a smize, and you, your gaze, instead of wide eyes, like do this like light gaze and just scan the room. Mm. And that actually helps, you know, calm you down even more instead of stopping and then like the deer in headlights. So yeah. Smiles. 
practice the smiles. I love all the those things that you shared. I think it's cool because it's like kind of like a mind, body, soul thing. Like you got the breathing, you got the perspective shift, you got Mm -hmm. the praying, saying a little prayer thing. So those are really easy tools, it seems, to calm your nervous system. I know I was sharing this with you before we started recording that I, I, I do a lot of videos and I do my podcast and people find this interesting when I share it, but I am, I've always been like, super nervous when it comes to public speaking to the point where I've done it obviously and I'm not okay it's interesting and I want to hear your take on this (laughs) I'm selfishly asking (laughs) Um, so like in my mind I don't feel nervous it's like I know I can talk I've done a billion videos and podcasts like I know my message I know the thing Mm -hmm. but my body is like freaking the fuck out it's like Mm -hmm. shaking my hands shake and the last time I did like breathing and I just reminded myself and, and eventually the shaking like subsided. Mm-hmm. It's like a, like a hot minute, <laughs> but I'm wondering like, do, do have, do you ever deal with that? Have you ever dealt with that? Is that a common thing? Like it's common. It's absolutely common, it, but it's just how we deal with it. Right. Okay. And, and, and it's the same thing with, with our mindset, right? When we're doing something, we encounter a, uh, a problem or a challenge we like start getting anxiety or we get there's something that triggers us but it's up to us to shift it so mm-hmm. just go back I just go back to my practices the tools that I just shared with you now I do them myself yeah you know and they just quickly like help you yeah just center just yourself back. yeah it centers and then I get excited and then I go on and it, it just flows but that's absolutely normal that happens to me where I'm like is, and, and, and it really happens when I focus on myself. Mm. Like, how do I look? How do I? But when I shift it to like whoever's out there, mm-hmm. then I'm like, okay. Then it's, it's then it's on them. And yeah. if you mess up, if you like forget something, like that's okay. That's normal. Like just get right back into talking about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. So much gold in this already. I'm like excited. Yeah. So um. How, how can people go about like getting more speaking engagements, whether it's like in person or on a podcast? And also, is there like, like, is there something that they should do or that you have people do like to be ready for that? Aside from like knowing what they're going to talk about? Mm-hmm. Like, how do they pitch themselves? I guess, do you, t- do you cover that or do you have like some tips yeah. on that? Yeah, I, I cover that intensely in my mastermind and, and with my clients because there's a difference between speaking and then becoming a paid speaker. Mm. Because a lot of people can speak and it's always good to start to practice, to like hone in on your message and, and really like get that experience. Um, there's something I call you have to have your speaker toolbox. And as you start speaking more, start getting the, the toolbox. So getting pictures, getting testimonials, video, start really refining what your expert speaker topics are, um, your message, and how you want it to show up and be known for. Another thing is just owning it. If you know that you want to start speaking, say that, step into that identity. Tell mm-hmm. people, like, I'm a speaker, and this is what I speak about. And then just start doing it. Yeah. And one thing to do like there's a saying in the speaking industry that like if you want to land more talks you have to speak more so the more this you speak people see you and people mm-hmm. like oh she's a speaker and just always continue to, to share that you're a speaker so it, it clicks in people's mind that if they're looking for a speaker and you know that's your expert speaker topics and that's what you talk about they start making those connections yeah and you become known more yeah exactly 
they'll like think, oh, I have something going on. Um, so that's one. So the more that you speak and you really step into that identity, more opportunities come. Number two is pitching. Um, I pitch and I tell my clients, you have to pitch. Unless you're like a Brene Brown, you know, <laughs> um, then, and she's like, you know, already set, then there's nothing wrong with pitching. Pitching is actually amazing. Um, and I've pitched e even paid engagements, um, pitched a lot of paid engagements. And so what you do is the difference with if you have, you're just speaking and you want to get paid to speak really is having your assets. So start collecting all those because you need to have a speaker kit. You need to have video. If you're pitching to a, an event planner, a conference corporate, and if they haven't seen you, they're going to want to see proof that you've spoken. So I tell people, it's like shopping on Amazon, right? You, there's a product you've never tried before. What do you do? You read reviews, mm -hmm. right? You look at the, the, what people are saying. It's the same thing with you. How is someone going to pay you 5000 10000 20000 for a speaking engagement when they don't know they haven't seen a video of you. They don't have testimonials. So that's what you need to start accumulating and creating your, your speaker kit, your assets, so that when you are ready to make that transition and get paid and they ask all this, you're like, yeah, I have this. Here's my kit. Here's my video. It's all it's professional. They're like, oh, you know, she's done this before. She's a pro. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And so, so it's just like accumulating the proof, the social proof essentially too. Yeah. And yeah. like having the experience under your belt a bit before you do like paid stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you also um, talk on like when people do speaking engagements, like how to sell from the stage? Yeah. Yeah. There are, there are certain ways. And really when you have that structure, the conscious speech framework that it fits, you know, you share your story, you, you teach, and then that's where your call to action. So if you're yeah, selling, a call, you do that call to action. You know, nice. and so it's, just, it's the same thing, you know, that structure that you have. And you can probably get a lot of clients and amazing opportunities from public speaking, I'm sure. Yeah. Probably faster than any other form. Yes, absolutely. I actually believe that it builds your know, like, and trust so much faster. Yeah. So um, what's the average? I think, I don't know what the latest is. I think it's like 17 or 18 impressions. So from someone cold, they see you online in order to become like a paid customer. That's usually mm. the average. People need to see it more often. However, when people see you speak, that closes that gap even faster because there's just a different one, you're positioned already. So when they see that you're a speaker, even before they hear what you have to say, they automatically assume like, oh, she must know something because she's a speaker right? Because yeah. you have a topic. And then you do really deliver value. You have that human connection. And then you ask that, that no like, and trust can, you know, be sometimes over just, you know, I've gotten clients after they've just, they didn't know who I was before, came to my event, saw me speak and, you know, ended up, you know, going on a call and then working with me. That's awesome. So, cause there's just a different energy. Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, if you're in person and even on video too, but like way more in person, it's like, you start yeah. to feel like, you know, the person, like, like yeah. there's a connection is that's built through yeah. you speaking and connecting with the audience, obviously. Yeah. And that translates to people wanting to work with you. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I teach that you can have create an impact with your story, but also generate like ideal 
clients, you know, leads, and you can really transform your ideal audience into your soulmate clients that way. Mm. Yes, so mm-hmm. important. So important and so powerful. Everyone needs to be sharing their message in a much bigger way. This is like the theme today for me. I feel like the, the last person I interviewed too, we were really riffing on this a lot and getting into it. Um, I know you're also really passionate. You mentioned about like supporting women of color and bringing more diversity to stages mm-hmm. and also in the online space that's needed too in like summits and stuff. Yeah. Um, I would love to hear more about like how you are sharing about that and like some things that maybe other people can do to support that as well. Yeah. So the first is to just start speaking. You know, when I really like made the decision that I'm going to like just dive into this is because I went to a lot of conferences, summits, events, and I was like, there is no, hardly any diversity. I didn't see anyone who looked like me, who like came from my background and just like, and I was like, okay. And I was like, who, like, why don't we have more? And I realized that every time I ask myself this, it's like, oh, okay. Like be the change you wish to see in the world. Right. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I kept like, this was nagging on me is because I had to step up. So if you are listening to this, if you're out there, if you have a message, a story to share, um, just start sharing it because by you stepping in, you give others permission. And I've gotten so many people who were like, oh my gosh, thank you. Like, you know, to see more diverse women, to see an Asian American, a Filipina or someone, you know, brown skin to like, who's speaking, who's coaching, who's doing this, like makes me feel like, oh, I could do it too. Mm. That's one, just really just start stepping into, you know, the next level version of you. Cause that is yeah. enough. You never know, like you said, who you're inspiring and creating that ripple effect. Yeah. And number two, um, I'm actively, I, I started the founding chapter uh, in the U.S. for a global nonprofit called Keynote Women Speakers. And our mission really is to create more diversity on stages because currently there's some studies where 70% of speakers are still white men, white male. Wow. And that's fine. You know, they're, they're telling their stories, but I think there's so much opportunity to have a different lens, a different background, a different, just more diversity, you know, cause it creates this beautiful rainbow prism instead of just one, you know, type of experience. You hear so many other interesting backgrounds and experiences and expertise from the lens of someone who is BIPOC or a woman of color. Yeah. So, like really like just active on that. Um, Second, I believe that our success is a form of activism, you know, and and who we are. So the more like my podcast, I make concerted efforts to bring guests in that are diverse Um, in my events. I do every time I've done events in L.A. and New York and Miami, I make sure that the vendors I work with and people who come are, you know, they see that, you know, I have diverse speakers if I bring in panelists. Um, I have a virtual summit that I'm putting together in September and being very intentional about getting um, even more diverse women from different backgrounds. So I think it's just really being intentional Mm -hmm. and, you know, integrating. It's always been a part of my business because I am um, a person of color, but being even more intentional about it. Yeah. And I feel like, well, for a lot of white people, they don't like it. There's so many summits and events and stuff that are like, it's not diverse enough at all. And I think that it needs to be like an effort for everyone to literally like make this a priority of like being more inclusive all around. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you hear such different stories. Like it just makes it more interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's how we can all come together and literally be the change we want to see. Just, mm-hmm. I love how you bring up, bring that up a lot in the, like the things that you were sharing between like, you know, stepping into your confidence on stage and sharing your story to um, all the things like you keep going back to, well, you just need to step into that version of yourself. That's, you just need to embody it. And I talk a lot about that too. And I think that that's truly the key to, mm-hmm creating the success that you want, uh, receiving the abundance that you want, uh, making the impact that you want. It all comes down to like embodying your badass self that you already are that for some reason you forget for a while. Yeah, Yeah, totally. And especially like the things that we nitpick ourselves about or we don't like actually are the, like what makes us different quote unquote is actually the stuff that like makes us even more unique and special. So, um, I actually have a story about my hair. I have like really curly, big hair. And that's really rare for an Asian woman <laughs> to have. And I didn't go, but this is only two years. It's actually usually a lot bigger because I straightened my hair my whole life, like frazzled it, dyed it, yeah. mod, all that to like, fit in with everyone. Cause I was so ashamed. I was like, I was teased for having like frizzy, curly, big hair when I was young. I was like bullied and called like Medusa head and cube head. So I had this People like- People are so mean. I know. Right. And so I was like, all right, straighten, straighten, straighten. And it was really two years ago. And it's, it's that, you know, my hair had become so damaged because of all the straightening, the bleaching, all that, that I had to chop it into a bob. And I was like, in order to, my hair was like not growing. And I was like, you know, let me just make it healthy again before I like, you know, diet or do whatever. And through the process, I learned so much about my like natural curly hair and now it's like my signature. And I love it. <laughs> I used to hate it before. I was very oh. ashamed. I didn't want to look different. Yeah. You know, everyone I grew up with had silky, smooth, straight hair, and I wanted that. Mm. Yeah. That sounds like a, like a really powerful like shift or healing moment, I should say. Totally. Yeah. Like accepting more of what we yeah. think. No, oh, like no one's gonna like it, or it's ugly, or whatever. But it's actually what adds to our uniqueness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as long as you love it, that's all that matters. Yeah. And returning to loving all of yourself, period. Because, uh, like you said, people can be really mean. Like I, I was picked on a lot growing up too. I was very quiet, very, very shy. I freaking hate when people call me shy. That's probably where my stage stuff comes in. Mm. But it's like. Um, I think the journey to being an entrepreneur and speaking and sharing your message and making an impact, it is such a spiritual journey too, oh a gosh. healing journey. Absolutely. It's like all related. <laughs> it's actually like the biggest spiritual journey. That's yeah. 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 You really I actually, need to work through your stuff. What was that? I had the same exact conversation with someone yesterday that entrepreneurship is a spiritual journey. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Because you need to work through your things and heal yourself and love yourself and just remember who the f- you are in order to create the change you want to see, make the impact. And so it's a beautiful journey. It's very good. So you, I feel like you covered so many things and like went through, like gave so many like tangible um, action steps and all the things like, it's so good. Thank you so much for everything that you've covered so far. Is there anything else that you want to discuss or any like things to wrap it up? Um, that you want to leave people with uh, who are listening? Yeah. Um, 
really to just reiterate more of what I had said, especially if you like you have this feeling inside you and like maybe you don't have your story all straight out yet, but you just know that there's like it needs to come out. Like there's a reason why you feel that way. There's that pulling like, and I know this because I had, remember when I was telling you at that time, I was like, nope, I'm not going to share it. I've already done the healing. Mm-hmm. And I just had this, this, this like nagging, like it was inside of me, like it had to come out. And I finally was like, okay. And I went through a really hard period because that was scary. You know, I lost a lot of family, you know, a lot of drama with that. But on the other side, like if I didn't do that, I never would have this amazing business that I have now helping so many people and making an impact. Like, so lean into that, you know, have it unfold for you um, and just share your stories, Uh, share completely who you are, because someone out there is just praying for the magic that you have. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much. And it's so true. Like I said before, like, you don't know who's listening Mm -hmm. and your message matters and needs to be heard period like absolutely so no one's gonna say it exactly like you no one's gonna bring with that energy as you no one you are one in eight billion yeah this Mm -hmm. is so good thank you so much marian i'm like so excited for people to check out your courses and your talks and all the things so where can people find out everything that you're offering and sharing with the world yeah i'll also leave it in the show notes too for those listening but i want you to share too and any social media they could find you on yeah so i'm on all the things but primarily on on instagram so i have like tiktok twitter linkedin all that but you can find me easily on instagram it's at m b a c o l u b a so it's m bakaluba and then there's all the links there um, my website is mariannebakaluba.com and i actually have a free gift can i share this with you sure yeah, totally. So I had talked about a speaker kit, right? And having a professional mm. speaker kit. So my gift is I have a speaker kit template that comes in three colors that you can actually have. Um, and it's plug and play and you can use it. So you just go to mariannebakaluba.com backslash speaker kit and you can have a free gift of a speaker kit template. Oh, that's so awesome. Thank you so much. I'm excited for, I'm excited to check that out too. So I will leave all of those links for everyone in the show notes. Make sure that you go dive into that and check out all the things because it's going to help you so much. And thank you again so much, Marianne. This was awesome. I appreciate you. Yeah. I appreciate you taking the time to show up and share your magic. Thank you. Thank you for creating the space. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day.